It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with The Good News. So fun to have Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004, teacher, author, speaker, friend in the studio. Hello, Michelle. Oh, hello. It's such a delight always to be with you, Angie. I love being here. Thank you. Love it. So you winter in Florida, but you've been back for a little while. So we just, when you're here, we love to have you in studio. It's an honor. Thanks. I've got some great good news I want to share with you. Uh, First of all, I just thought this was so stinking cute. I love little girl daddy relationships. And you've got five grandkids. Perfect ones. Yes, yeah, I perfect. do. Yes, yes. perfect ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course they are. Uh, and this dad and this little girl, he's trying to explain snow to her, and she thinks daddy's so punny. Daddy is so punny mm-hmm. because she thinks this whole idea of snow falling from the sky is ridiculous. And her laugh, she laughs. it's so yeah. infectious. Take a listen. Snow falls from the sky, and it blankets everything. <laughs> daddy's punny. <laughs> I'm funny. Daddy's punny. No, it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, it falls from the sky. No, it's too bad. You don't, you don't believe it? <laughs> I love when she says daddy's punny. And she, I mean, does this just give a perfect illustration how contagious a laugh is it is I mean, you it? cannot help but smile or laugh yourself when you hear that i love baby or little right. you know kid laughter it's the best thing ever my kids still laugh a ton they're six eight and ten mm-hmm. and it's so fun to laugh with do them. you know that uh kindergartners laugh on an average of of 300 times per day but adults can only muster 17 Wow. 17 and times some per people day. don't even laugh 17. Oh, I know. That's why it's an average. So wow. we've got to change those statistics. I wonder what it'd be like to go through life not laughing. Oh, because terrible. Because we have a, a kind of associate, and she never smiles. And I've uh-huh. never seen her laugh, and she rarely smiles. Huh. And so my husband nicknamed her. Now you're going to think we're totally mean, and we're not. But we just um, he was trying to refer to her and in, in this circle of people that we know, and I couldn't figure out who he was talking about. He goes, you know, Smiley. <laughs> and so then I realized she doesn't smile. Right. Imagine smiling so little that your nickname is Smiley because people you would don't. know like, oh, well, that's, that, that, you know, that must be, you know, you're joking about her because she never smiles. Mm. And I can't imagine going through life like that or how, what, what goes on in your brain that or you would even ever want to smile. It's sad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's to really me it sad. is. Yeah. Because laughing, that's like why, why I like my job. I mean, of <laughs> course, it's because I want to share my faith as well. But laughing is like, oh, the best. And I will piggyback on that because laughing, if as we age, if we are, don't have a sense of humor, you will have a really awful time when you age, as you age. That's period. what I love about my dad and his siblings. Uh, they're really funny <laughs> and uh, they laugh a lot. And they're, they're still, they crack me up when I, mm-hmm. I go to visit them. So, yeah, love that. Love that. All right. Let's talk about our good news story number two. This 
just shows you, regardless of where you're planted, you can make a difference. And this garbage man happened to move some trash, and then a family that was sleeping, he saw a family of four. And it really hit him that people were in need. And when, you, when you're driving through town when it's still dark out and you're up before a lot of other people are up, you see a lot of things on the streets. And he was really touched by this. And you would not believe the difference he and his wife are making. They've started a ministry. They give out these love bags. Here's more. I love what I do. If not, I, there's no way I can do it for 25 years. <laughs> I had noticed during my route, two o'clock in the morning, three in the morning, people sleeping around the trash cans, in the trash cans, searching for something to eat. So I took it to my wife. She said, wow, we have to do something. So we came up with a plan. Let's start with some sandwiches. Let's start with some blankets. It was going on winter. If there's anybody that we come in contact with, we're going to hand them a love bag. The love bags have stuff in them to kind of help them out and just let them know that somebody cares about them. This bag got all kinds of stuff in it for you, man. As we start helping them, we saw a need that there was more that we can do, and that's how God's Connection Transition was developed. We service over 5,000 families a month. We deal with homelessness, low income, people who have fallen on hard times and just need a hand up. We're appreciative of what you brought in today. You you're know. more than welcome. When you're somewhere at a store or something and somebody walk up to you and say thank you, and they tell you that they got their life together, that makes it all worthwhile. Hang in there, man. It's going to work. It's going to work out. <laughs> Have a great day. 5,000. Can you believe wow. that? The Lord fed 5,000, and wow. he is too. That, that really is man. amazing. Yeah. Just, you know, starting off with some bags, but then it takes a little organization, getting mm -hmm. people together, asking for help, get, making people aware of your ministry. And uh, he talks about loving not just the ministry, but his job. And he's been a garbage man for 25 years. Mm -hmm. 25 years. Which he's identified and using the gift that God has given him and the place and the location of everything, too. Our Bible study did something on a much smaller scale, similar to this, but I love it because in uh, we made up bags, yeah, two gallon bags. And then the bag, we put a pair of socks, we put soap, we put toothpaste, we put um, some kind of power ball, uh, bar, something like that to where when you pull up to a stop sign and there's a panhandler um, right there, and instead of handing them money, we do hand them a bag. Yeah. Mittens would be great mittens, in there. Right. Boy, there's all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. And I'll bet you they're happy to get it because there's a kind of a an assortment of things that they could use right. in there. Right. We, we feel that it's something they can use right now. Yeah, right now. Right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. open right up and have something, a little snack right now. All right, uh, let's listen to part two because, as you just heard, he's really grown this from uh, passing out a few peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to serving thousands. Do you remember, Arnold, the moment when it, it hit you that you, you needed to do something? Yeah, it was like 2 in the morning. Uh, I was going along on my trash route, and I lived set up a can, a yard can, and there was a family of four behind it. And uh, my headlights hit them and it startled them awake. And so I said, man, there's something that uh, I can do. I thought I can do to help them. And so uh, I needed to document it. I got in contact with my brother and we taped it and it changed the whole expectation of our lives. Absolutely. And one of the first people that you showed it to was your wife, was Teresa. My wife. Yeah. What did you think when you saw that? You know, decided that we had to help. You can't just sit by and not do anything. So we started very basic peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a brown paper bag with some snacks. We went to the streets. We had hot water, coffee, chocolate, 
and just kept on moving from there. Yeah. The share program is what it's called. Yeah. So they're able to come in and get what they need, not what we, we you know, provide for them uh, like in a bag. So they're able to take whatever they need. We also offer other services that would give them an opportunity because you know, food is just a band-aid. There's other things that they're in need of. Kids or whatever happens to be, we, yes. Yeah, we offer uh, administrational skills, uh, uh, trade skills, uh, welding, electrician, because it's hard to raise a family of four and eight fifty an hour, and we want to better their lives. Boy, I just recently saw a mm. documentary. It actually came out a few years ago, and it was uh, in Orange County, mm -hmm. oddly enough, right down the street from Disneyland, because they've got a lot of cheap hotels around there. Mm -hmm. And it was families living on this minimum wage amount in a one-room motel room, uh, basically homeless, but able to you know just get into these hotels for probably about eight hundred bucks a month to be in the mm -hmm. hotel. And one of the moms worked at Disney in the parking like uh, section. She had four children, and they all were in this one-room motel. And it was, boy, it was really eye-opening. And then the kids just had, um, you know, pavement to play on, the parking lot. They mm -hmm. really had no area to play. And here mom was working at the happiest place on earth, you know. Mm. And it just as a single mom not able to support them. I, um, I was just touched by small things, like starting off with the, um, you know, brown paper bag with right. peanut butter and jelly, um, you know, moved to something so big. But you mentioned... Your Bible study ladies, mm -hmm. you know, you're seniors mm -hmm. and you got together and you did a little something that people may be inspired by. It's a very easy thing to do and you just keep it in your in your car and actually we had our kids and our grandkids help us put it together and it's things that you think a person who is homeless could use and, and for our purposes because we live in a cold state, we had socks. Your suggestion of mittens is a great idea. Um uh, a power bar, some, uh, some kind of snack that will last because it, it may honestly last for several weeks before you hand it out. Um, gum. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we put in there. Comb, but, toothbrush, toothpaste. Oh, yeah, toothpaste. definitely. Toothpaste. Uh, the, yeah. Yes. The yes. basics that people exactly. could use right mm -hmm. now. I love that idea, too, because they know you uh, you know took the time to put it together. Here's well, the, and we always add a device, and we hand it to them and say, and remember, Jesus loves you. You know, remember you're loved. Don't you I ever love, forget it. I love those little tiny um, New Testaments oh. that you can, you know, get. They're really okay. tiny. Yeah, the New Testament okay. uh, Bible. Love that. My son has one, and he brings it to church. And Good. Yeah, it's just really neat. It's the New Testament. He's like, are you sure I won't need the old tonight? And I'm like, no, I think tonight <laughs> you'll be on the New Testament. You'll be fine when he takes it to Bible study. All right, let's talk about just small things can make a difference. These are female veterans. And, uh, you know, uh, they come back from war and uh, they are sometimes not feeling so good about themselves mm. and they have to get back in the workforce. And it's they're talking about makeovers. And I just, again, another example of that you'll hear from the hairstylist that doing this, this has been the most important thing he's ever done in his career is doing these vet mm. makeovers. And they started um, a makeover ministry to help, mm -hmm. you know, um, in particular, these vets, but to help people get back in the workforce, feel good about themselves, get their nails done, get their hair done, get their makeup done, mm -hmm. and have the confidence they need to get back out there and tackle, uh, you know, the, the getting back in the workforce. Mm -hmm. Here we go. My name is Michael John Derricott. I go by MJ. And on April of 2012, I set out and created Makeovers That Matter. And today, it has grown to an organization that enlists hairstylists, makeup artists, and wardrobe stylists, all of us bringing to the table what we can to help our female veterans get into the workforce. 
Today we are at the Paul Mitchell School here in Sherman Oaks at our second Veterans Day makeover event. And so the female veterans that are here today are going to get their hair colored and cut. They are going to get a full-on makeup and a complimentary manicure. So really they're getting a complete makeover. My name is Kim and I am a U.S. Coast Guard veteran. I'm feeling great because I'm going for a different look because I am uh, on the job market looking for a job and I know not only your resume, they're looking at you as a whole person. So the makeover and all of that that I'm getting today is really going to help me feel more competitive and more confident. You know, I think back to when I worked at NBC in Los Angeles, and there was a makeup artist that really helped me with retooling my look, taking it from that college look that, mm -hmm. you know, I looked more you know, like the big hair and, you know, pink lipstick. And she taught me how to dress more professionally and just how some expert advice can make all the difference. And I love it that this hairstylist founded Makeovers That Matter, and they're empowering women, and in this particular case, veterans. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And as a retired teacher, over and over and over again, I've seen kids who, when they are dressed up, behave so much differently than when they are dressed down, dressed sloppily. And I have seen, have witnessed that myself because I was a secret shopper. Have you ever heard oh, of a secret shopper? Yeah, tell us about it. Uh, it was Fabulous. Joslyn's was the department store, which is no more here in Colorado, but they uh, they gave me $500 cash. Wow. I was to go in that day and spend my five. I was to buy, but I was dressed in sloppy clothes. I was dressed in, uh, at the time, shorts really? and T-shirt, uh, hair a mess, you know, just a mess. And my obviously, I'm reporting on how I am received, not only about how I feel, but how others are apparently Treating feeling you. about me. Then the next day, I am to do just the opposite. I'm dressed to the hilt. I am to go into the same departments and dress to the hilt and see what the reaction is. Then the next two days, I spend taking everything back and how I am received. Really? The diff it, it, That scene in Pretty Woman is absolutely real and I it's my favorite scene in the whole movie where she goes back in the store where they treated her terribly and she walks around them and she said remember me big mistake honey remember me big mistake so and it's how true. how different was your treatment from oh, shorts and messy day. hair to like night a really nice suit and day night now when you day. did the returns how did they treat you in the shorts and messy hair worse Worse. They really? questioned. They questioned everything. Um, not everybody. I, I don't mean 100% were yes. that way. But the majority of the clerks wow. were not real wonderful. And and I've worked retail. It's no fun to do a return. I, I, I hear you. I understand yes, that. Yes. But how you are treated when you have something to return. And sometimes, you know, people need to return a gift that was given to them and they need the cash right. instead of the other. And so I have seen that not only in the kids that I've worked with in the classroom, but my myself as a secret shopper. It's So when it's you say the kids in the classroom, you mm -hmm. mean like kids being treated differently well, because they're not um, clean or they're coming to school with messy hair and they're not well taken care of? How they behave. A grandparents' ah, Day is a perfect how example. How they behave. Okay, because go ahead. Grandparents' Day in the spring we would have and the, ch the cafeteria was always spiffied up and we had tablecloths on the table and the kids were to wear nice clothes. Yes. You know, and 100 years ago you would say Sunday best, but it would be right. some 
something something nice, you know, that you had. Kids behave differently when when, they're dressed up. Yes, and and these little veterans that your article is talking about, they've been used to being in a uniform and probably Uh not putting on makeup every day. Yes, and you know, I have to say that I I just went through this because I've started doing some TV work again, Mm -hmm. and so I had to start doing my hair again and my eyelashes, extensions, high heels, makeup my nails and you know in radio I'd fallen away from doing that and I noticed how I was treated differently mm-hmm. just being dressed up the few days that I've come from the TV station and so I've been you notice even now I have more makeup on than I've been normally wearing on the radio because I saw that I got treated better mm-hmm. when I started to dress like a TV person again plus I think it makes you feel better, better. It does. Um, and I think you dress to me you dress for the job you want to have not necessarily the job you have yeah and and even when people retire I can remember when my mother-in-law, I'd call her and say, hey, what you doing? And she would uh, she would say, well, I'm in front of the TV. I'm watching this or that. And that was not like her. And what was happening was she wasn't getting dressed. She was still in her jammies and her bathrobe. She always was up early, played golf. Was She always had makeup on. What I saw was her, she became depressed, and she was, Interesting. I think it snowballs. I you know, honestly think it snowballs. You know, years ago, I was talking to Ed Green at Channel 4, and he mentioned that he does uh, radio. I don't know if he still does it in the morning, but it was really early. He mm-hmm. was on KYGO, and my friend Kelly Ford was there. And for all I know, he's still there. I don't know. But, of course, he does evenings at Channel 4. He's the weatherman. And so I said, wow, when you're up that early, I guess it's easy. You can just get up in your robe. He goes, oh, no. He said, I get up. I put my suit on. I shave. I do. I get ready like I'm going to the station. I said, really? That early in the morning? He goes, oh, yeah. You know, to be on my game, I get fully ready. And I was kind of stunned, you know, oh, I think it makes that he would do difference. like the whole nine yards. And Good. you always come in and you've always got your makeup done. Your hair is always done. <laughs> you know, you, you know, put everything together. Well, we're going to take a picture, aren't we? And uh, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Because you do like to take the pictures. Yeah. That's true. But it does make a difference. Charles Stanley, one of my yeah. favorite pastors, said that his mother t- uh, taught him, look, even if we don't have a lot of money, you what you have, you you. you you put it together as best you can. You iron it. It's clean. You comb your hair, and you put your best face on for Jesus, that when you walk out that door, that you make Jesus proud. And I think that goes back to the whole, your body is a temple, and that this is you know a gift from God, and that you know we don't own it. We need to take good care of it, and that's not just eating well and presenting ourselves nicely. It's taking good care of it and presenting ourselves in a nice way as a Christian, and that means... You know, your hair is clean. Your nails are done. You know, and I mean, just, I'm not saying go over the top, but with what you have in your own style, put it together as best you can. Put the effort in. And I'm not saying with kids that you have to be dressed to the hilt. No. Not at but all. Co- hair combed, exactly teeth brushed, what you're talking about. clean. I right. mean, if my kids, I'm fanatical about that. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but if there's something on their shirt and they've got toothpaste on it, either make them change it or I scrub it off. I was just doing it this morning <laughs> and my daughter had a t-shirt with giant eyes on it. You know, like, did it really matter that she had a little toothpaste on it for me it did you Mm -hmm. know and I want their hair combed and I make them wear hair bands so that even though if their hair isn't styled per se and all I've done is comb it the hair band makes it look finished sure sure it does and prepared yeah and And prepared prepared. and I think mentally you feel prepared I agree. and that you can face things much better so. i agree well let's listen to part two i just love that a hairstylist took his gift for doing hair and that he started this whole makeovers and i just found the um, website by the oh, way good. Good. and um, if you want to check it out um, it explains what he does and it's makeovers that matter here's part two my name is laura uh, i was a 11 year vet from the u.s army i actually got into trouble when i got back from iraq 
and that was because I just didn't know how to cope. I was suffering by myself and I was using whatever means I could to make that pain go away. And now that I've gone through this program and I see that there's so many people that care and donate their time and effort to assist us, that alone has given me hope. But Makeovers That Matter has also taken a stand to create a makeover from the inside out. So looking good on the outside does directly connect to feeling stronger on the inside. So when my women get out of my chair and they're done with their work today, I want them to go into the workforce with all kinds of confidence, feeling not only do they look great on the outside, but they feel strong on the inside, ready to tackle the world in one fell swoop. I'm a hairstylist and I've been doing hair for 25 years. I've had the gift and the blessing to do a lot of things in my life, but I have to tell you the most important thing that I have ever done, and it is truly my calling, is makeover is a matter. She already just said, it's my calling. And whether you do hair, whether you're a garbage man, we just did a story about a tow truck driver that uses his tips to buy gloves. Like all of us can minister no matter where we're planted, whether you're a Christian radio host or whether you're a retired teacher like Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America. Your website, Michelle? Uh, MichelleAron.com. She ministers by speaking, as do mm. I. We'll be right back with the good news. Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. You've heard me say time and time again, the YMCA of the Rockies is my absolute favorite place in the world to take my family. And we have Lisa Newjar here with the YMCA of the Rockies. And Lisa, you have some fall specials? We do. We have a bunch of events coming up. We have a couple of fall fest weekends at both centers where you can come up and just take part in special fall themed events. Excellent. Your website? YMCARockies.org ymcarockies.org. Check it out. You won't regret it. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, she uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s, on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yeah, so come to North Glen. Saturdays, it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse? We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong. Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Producer Dave. Producer Dave here. Um, I'm sitting in for Angie. She had to leave, but uh, 
we couldn't pass up this opportunity for this testimonial. Um, we are with our friends from the Denver Rescue Mission, and we have a very special friend, Richard Cheek. He's going to hear. He's here to tell us our story. Hey, Richard, how you doing? Great. How are you doing? Uh, very well. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming in, and uh, thanks for uh, being so brave to come share your story. Well, thank you. I'm humbled to be here. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what's going on? Well, um, I guess I should just start with coming to the Denver Rescue Mission. Uh, several uh, years ago, I everything in my life started falling apart, and uh, uh, I became completely despondent uh, to the point where uh, I had no job, sat on the couch, and at some points was drinking as much as a quart of whiskey a day, um, basically ruining my life. I mean, I'd go days without eating, um, you know, wouldn't shower, didn't care about anything, uh, really... Uh, lost individual and uh, my daughter you know was freaking out over it and called a friend of mine and uh, he's a good Christian guy Gordon's his name and he basically called me up on a Thursday night and said you're going to the Denver rescue mission uh, tomorrow morning be ready at nine be showered uh, have uh, some toiletries packed and a week's worth of clothing and I'm like I'm not going to a rescue mission, Gordon, seriously. And he he said, you're going if i got to drag you uh, uh, down there in your underwear. Well, it's now, nice to have people in your life that care so much, right? Well, yeah, because honestly, I would be dead right now. Uh, this was about a year ago. And I went from 217 pounds to 147. You know, that's more than a third of my body weight. Uh, I look like I walked out of Auschwitz or something. I mean, I, none of my clothes fit me. Uh, there's five steps that lead up into the rescue mission downtown. And uh, I had to have my uh, daughter and uh, Gordon help me up those steps. Uh, that's how bad a shape I was. And, uh, you know, so I've been through the mission, and uh, it, there's, there is no doubt it saved my life. So, so tell uh, us a little bit about, though, um, the first couple of days. I know a lot of people talk about the beginning of, of this journey and not being able to really cope with it, not being able to really understand why they're going to be there. But then they go in, and then it's funny because I hear after all the afterward stories, too. But I, I, I really think people like to hear about that first day or the first week or how you were feeling as you went through the program, uh, you know, and – and that led up to this day that into your recovery well to be honest the first two days um i was uh heavily detoxing i mean i uh i basically slept uh the first two days there was a you know you're you're upstairs at the rescue mission and uh the uh there was one guy next to me in the bed uh, uh named angelo and uh, I called him Angel afterwards, but uh, he would sneak food from the kitchen upstairs for me because I couldn't make it downstairs to even eat. So he'd steal snacks for me and stuff like that. And I basically laid in bed the first two days, and then uh, they came in on a uh, the next day and said, you know, look, if you're going to join the program, we we can't have you just sleep. You've got to uh, contribute. And I said, well, I don't know how much I can do. I mean, I was so weak. And he said, well, can you, can you bust tables? And I said, yeah, I think I can bust tables. So, 
you know, even that was, uh, you know, difficult mentally. I was so, you know, in a fog and confused, uh, you know, trying to believe I was there. I mean, I've had an electrical contracting business. I've been a plant manager. Um, you know, I'm not somebody who's, you know, been messed up his whole life. I'm 63 years old now. And, uh, you know, this happened to me when I was, uh, just before my 61st birthday. And so it's, or excuse me, my 62nd birthday. And, you, you know, uh, no criminal record, no problems with the law, things like that. And then, you know, I wind up there. So it's, you know, you're sleeping upstairs with 200 other guys, most of them homeless, uh, every one of them with, you know, obviously some issue or another, they, they wouldn't be at a rescue mission. So it was just like, you know, shock. What am I doing here? And uh, eventually I started getting stronger and being able to eat and, and do more work. And uh, my head started clearing up and, uh, you know, felt very good about, started feeling good about things again. And, uh, you know, now I'm, you know, looking forward to, you know, I won't be graduating for, you know, probably eight months, but I'm looking forward to uh, going back to work outside the mission. I work in the mission now, but, you know, I mean, it was just like, you know, uh, you know, God save me. And well, that's beautiful. It's it's yeah. beautiful to hear that uh, and that you're dedicated to your to your recovery and uh, and how much the Denver Rescue Mission can help. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how many stories I've heard about the Denver Rescue Mission just literally saving lives. Oh, they they totally saved my life. And, uh, you know, um, I'm very thankful for it. Um, Why don't you talk about some of your uh, favorite parts? about the mission and kind of the day-to-day, -day, kind of the, the ins and outs of the day-to-day -day and the things that help you get through. You know, they say that uh, really big tasks like this, trying to get there seems so big at the beginning, but, you know, it's one step at a time, kind of like, a, you know, uh, Angie always says, if you're going to, if you're going to eat a whole elephant, <laughs> you do it one bite at a time. You know, you can't do it all at once. And so it's that same thing, but. Uh, well, th that's exactly it, you know, and they're, uh, you know, Starting off busting tables was difficult, but, you know, eventually it got to the point where, you know, just doing something useful after a few years of just drinking myself to death, you know, deliberately. I mean, I was definitely, I, I didn't want my kids to, uh, you know, remember their father uh, as somebody who put a gun to his head. But, you know, drinking myself to death, that's how screwed up I was thinking would, oh, they'd understand that. Well, no, they didn't. Um, they were uh, afraid of coming home and finding me dead on the floor. And uh, But, you know, going back to your question, uh, as far as the day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, you do what they call work therapy there, which is, you know, basically you're you're taking care of the mission and, and what they call the outside guests, which are, you know, pretty much the homeless, the street people. Uh, you know, you're either doing house cleaning, you know, keeping, uh, doing the laundry because they, they have to do the sheets, you know, all 200 beds every night. You've got uh, food to prepare, uh, you know, place to sleep up, clean the bathrooms. You know, there's there's all kinds of stuff there that you do. So the, the people that joined the program like I did uh, – pretty much take care of the place and uh 
you know, eventually as you move through the program, uh, when you when you're when you first join the program, uh, you're called a, a PC, which is a program candidate, and basically it varies from one to three months. You you have to stay sober, uh, do clean UAs, and uh, once you've done that for a while, then you can you phase up. You you go over to the crossing. Uh, which is out on Smith Road and roughly Monaco, uh, used to be an old hotel. Uh, you go over there, uh, and you're st- still a PC when you get there. Uh, once you've been there for, you know, it, like I said, it varies. Could be a couple of weeks, could be two months. Uh, you you phase up. You go into phase one, and there's basically three phases to the program. And at phase one, they do a lot of testing on you for. Um, you know your educational level, your reading ability. Uh, you know, do you have any disabilities? Things like that. You can get a GED. And in fact, I'm working with uh, one guy there trying to help him with uh, math on his GED. But they they've got teachers there that you know help you get a GED. You uh, you go from working six days a week once you phase up to you're working three days a week. But you go to school. Uh, two days a week and their life education classes it's bible study uh you know you're required to go to church uh you know minimum once a week most of it's more than that um you know and as you phase up then you you get a little more freedom uh i just uh, uh just got to spend a, a night with my uh over at my son and daughters um considering That a year ago, they didn't want to be around me because they were scared to find me dead. To uh, be able to be with them and sober and laughing and joking. Take your time. Take your time. It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, Everyone listening, everyone here understands how difficult it is to uh, to share this part of themselves and to open up like this to so many people. And I just wanted to reassure you that people are listening and you're helping people understand their own problems right now. So thank you for sharing. Well, thank you. Um, It is difficult because I can't believe what happened to me to get me here and then to be able to uh, turn back around and uh, be hopeful of the future to, uh, you know, to have God in my life to, you know, totally abstaining from alcohol to, you know, just, just having that chance uh, to have my, uh, my kids back um, is, probably the greatest blessing i've ever had in my life so that's beautiful and before that i've i've had a pretty good life too i mean you know i rafted the grand canyon i've scuba dived everywhere from the bahamas to hawaii uh you know it wasn't like you know i just had a you know a drunken existence it was a good life and then to lose it all uh and to get it back uh you know through the grace of god is something I will be um, ever uh, eternally thankful. And I hope anybody who's uh, listening 
you know, there is hope if you have somebody, a loved one, a neighbor, uh, that needs, um, you know, needs help. Um, that don't be afraid to call the Denver Rescue Mission. Uh, it's, you know, they do, they truly do save lives down there. Well, I, I, I really appreciate your story, like I said, but I, I also, what I really like about your story in particular, Richard, is that it just proves that this kind of thing, this kind of problem can literally happen to anybody. It doesn't oh, it matter where you've been in life. It doesn't matter what you've been. You start at the bottom, make it to the top. Start at the top, make it to the bottom. It can happen to anybody. And this, it just goes to show how difficult and, and what a terrible disease this is, how terrible it can ruin lives, how terrible it is that it can change families, and it could take, take so many things from so many people, not just the people who are going through it. Oh, that, that's totally true. I mean, uh, there's some people in, in the program that, I mean, have serious talents. Uh, you know, some of these guys are uh, computer whizzes. Uh, you know, some of them gone through. They've had their own businesses. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not like everybody that winds up in a rescue mission is just somebody, you know, that's never had anything. I mean, there is a lot of that. There's some stories in there that... You know, everybody kind of tells their what they call their testimony. And, I mean, I grew up with two of the uh, greatest, most loving people on the planet. And then I hear uh, some stories about some of these other people. It's it's mind-boggling what some parents do to their children. I mean, you know, beatings and, uh, you know, some of these kids wind up leaving homes and they're 13, 14, 15 years old. You know, they're out in the streets, they're, you know, doing drugs and drinking. I mean, they've got no education. They've never had any love in their life. Uh, I guess we can all be thankful that there are places like the Denver Rescue Mission helping people to get, to overcome these these issues. Uh, one thing I like in particular about the Denver Rescue Mission that I'm learning is that not only does it play to everyone's strengths, but it also holds you accountable. I think that's one of the most important things that you can do for somebody in recovery is hold them accountable. And that's, that's what you said is you go through the, you phase up and you go through the steps and every time you, they hold you accountable for the things for the, you know, for the things that you're supposed to be learning and for the steps you're supposed to be taking. And I think that's amazing. I, I, I can't, it's hard to describe how important I think that is. Oh, I, it, it, it's totally true because you, you know, uh, if you don't admit you've got a problem, you cannot solve it. Um, and all the classes that they've got there, uh, that, you know, it's, there's, there's one guy down there that, uh, he's got, you know, he's just funny to deal with, you know, his class, everybody they kind of loves, but he's, he's a real prankster in there and stuff, but you learn a lot in his class. And it's like, you, you know, if you think you got this, if you think you can do all this on, on your own, then why are you here? You know, I mean, you've got to face the fact that you're not doing it on your own. You know, there's a lot of people out there lucky that they can handle their life. Things have went well or for whatever reason they had the wherewithal where they could they could hold it together. But, you know, it, if it happened to me, it can happen to, to almost anybody. I mean, this certainly wasn't on my bucket list to wind up in a, a rescue mission. But thank God it was there because if it wasn't, there's no doubt in my mind I would be dead. I mean, well, it sure does you know. help that.
that uh, to see other people going through the same problems as you, doesn't matter where they're from, it, I'm sure it helps that other people are struggling and other people can share their stories and other people can help you get through your own. Yeah. I, I I, th- I just want to reiterate that that's exactly what you're doing right now on the Angie on the good news of Angie Austin show. So, yeah, well, I I really appreciate uh, uh, the opportunity. It's not easy, uh, you know, to admit publicly uh, what happened to you, but it does happen to a lot of people. I mean, uh, you know, alcohol is so seductive. You know, so many people drink and and they can handle it and you know, I mean, it's it's pushed on you. It's on it's on radio. It's on TV. You can't go to a gas station without a, you know. There's beer everywhere. It's the first thing you do in your restaurant. They sit down and say, "Yeah, what can I get you to drink?" You know, and they're not talking about sweet tea. So it's you know, it's constantly promoted at you, and then things go sideways in your life, and it's so easy, you know, to drink to numb. That's what I was doing. I, I wasn't drinking to solve a problem. I was drinking to not feel anything and it works but it's so easy to go from you know thinking you got control to the next thing you know it just spins out of control and you know you don't know what's happening and your friends around you and your family's like you know what the heck is going on here you know what what, why is he doing this and you don't always know i mean things can things can turn up in your life that you don't see coming and thank god there's a place like the rescue mission to go to well, yeah. we're, we're just about out of time here. Richard Cheek, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, I'm, I, I hope that it helps. I, you know, I hope it helps people, and I hope the Denver Rescue Mission continues to help people. Please, can you guys tell us about how, if we know somebody that needs to go, how we can get there? It would be denverrescuemission.org. Uh, you'll find all the information to get in contact with us, and we'd love to help you. Thank you very much, you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. Here's some good news. Bring the whole family to the 14th annual Harvest Farm Fall Festival and Corn Maze for a true farm experience. My kids love this thing. A 10-acre corn maze, corn cannons. Hello, corn cannons. How fun is that? Yard games, natural play areas, a petting zoo, pig races. Oh, yeah. A hay wagon (laughs) with hay wagon rides and much, much more. Sounds like a blast, doesn't it? Open weekends, October 1st through the 30th. Also open on Fridays as well, 10 a.m. to 
8 p.m. Again, October 1st through the 30th. So come on out and check us out. Kids are $13, but children under three are free. And then adults, $15. And this goes to a great cause, the Denver Rescue Mission's Long-Term Rehab and Transitional Living Program. They are helping put this together. And so this benefits the Denver Rescue Mission. Hey, fun and a good cause. You can't beat that. Go to DenverRescueMission.org for more info. Welcome back to the good news. Angie Austin here along with Dr. Joe Arve and Dr. Joe getting people feeling younger, not getting sick and, uh, you know, living longer. Yeah. You know, we have a huge problem in in our city, in America. People are not happy. Um, They're not healthy. They're not uh, and they don't know why. And so the problem is that if people are looking to lose weight, you know, I patients have lost like yourself, you know, 30 pounds, 25 pounds, you know, uh, up to over 100 pounds. And so the problem is that when you're overweight, then you don't feel good about yourself or but that also attracts things like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, depression. Your, your medicine cabinet keeps getting filled up because of the side effects of everything. And so I'm looking for people who want to find the right roadmap back to health, find the way, find looking for a solution. That's kind of the doctor I am. I work with Olympic athletes. I work with professional athletes. I've been to two different Olympics. You know, I know how to get our body made by God to running in the way that he's created to run, to get you healthy. And there's five keys. What you think matters, how your posture is matters, what you eat matters, what you don't eat, if as far as toxins matter, yeah, and 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 exercise, it does matter. But my exercise is literally six to twelve minutes a day. So when we start changing bad habits for good habits, then things begin to happen, and we see people lose weight. We see families come together because our motto is: Look, we want to make a better world, but it starts with you, and then it goes with your family. Because no sense getting you healthy and keeping your family yeah, no, I agree. grumpy. Yeah. So we get you healthy. We get your family healthy. Then we get your world, your church, your 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 school, your workplace healthy. Then if we do all that, guess what? That makes you healthy. So if you want to make it create a better world, it starts with you, then your family, then your 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 circle, your wood. Then in all that, if that's all happy and healthy, then you even get the better results. So I'm excited about what God's doing in our in our office. We've been there 24 years. We see miracles literally every day, whether it's thyroid, blood levels going back to normal, people losing weight, people who have cancer, they don't have cancer, people who can't get pregnant now are pregnant, people who have pain, now they're out of pain. I mean, it's just amazing things because we're simply applying safe and natural solutions the way God made our body to our lifestyles, and we're seeing the results. We're seeing the promises. Love it. Uh, you know, with my family, um, my son has been to see you before and done your exercise program, by the way. Which, But if you do um, Dr. Joe's exercise program, people um, in his class are large and small, mm-hmm. young and old, so you can adapt it any way. But anyway, my son definitely um, thinks about eating things because he's an athlete mm-hmm. and has been influenced by you. My mom has as well in terms of how she eats with her diabetes, and I certainly have. I've lost 30 pounds since I met you, but it wasn't like overnight. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, grab gradually changing uh, the way I eat, but I would say the sugar was the biggest thing, getting off the sugar, which you recommended I do um, green apples and apple butter or organic peanut butter, and that really works well because you said when we crave sugar, we are really craving protein and fat. Yeah, we're not. it's not a weight loss program. Yeah. We, we get you healthy, and weight loss 
is the side effect. Right. I know a lot of people lose weight, but they don't get any healthier. It just means they're going to weigh less in their coffin someday. Yeah. It's about, listen, how can I live to get healthy so that my metabolism goes back to normal? Then I lose weight, but also I sleep better, but also I think better. I feel stronger. I look younger. My skin feels better. I feel better. I'm more happy to live with. Uh, I'm not stressed out about all the things we see on TV. See, it's just creating you to be a healthier person. Uh, then in the process, you lose weight, you get healthy, you feel great you exercise more you have more fun and more joy out of life because right now people are suffering one out of two men are diagnosed with cancer in this country one out of three women every 19 seconds somebody's told they have cancer um and childhood cancer is on the rise and so when i look out there i'm like well uh, well i'm not getting that my family's not getting that so what are we doing and how can we teach that to people so they don't have to get it either and so not everybody wants to listen but those who do that's who we're looking for to, to, to come in and, and let us check them and, and see what's going on yeah, and he has a lot of seminars. Um, I've gone to probably, I'd say I've been to at least six or seven of your events um, yep. over the last several years, and I learn something every time. So how do people reach you? You know, I'm just going to give you my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Or they can go to our Facebook page, which is Spine Geek, or go to our website, which is SpineGeek.com. Excellent. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.